Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. Do you chase the thrill of a scare? Love how it makes your heart race. And the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Well, you're not alone. Because horror movies do expertly trigger the brain or sort of almost fool it into thinking it's observing a real threat, the brain then continues to send signals to the rest of the body to sort of prepare us for that threat, just like you would if it was a real threat. Your palms get sweaty, your heart starts to beat faster, pumping more blood to your limbs so that you can kind of escape. There's some evidence that your immune system actually upregulates a little bit in anticipation of an injury. That's Colton Scrivener, a behavioral scientist based in California. He's a research scientist at the Recreational Fear Lab at Aarhus University in Denmark, meaning he's a world-leading expert on horror and morbid curiosity. I've been a horror fan since I was a kid, and I think I was a bit more scared, obviously, when I was a kid with a lot of horror movies and, and scary games. At some point in my life, in graduate school, I started thinking about, well, it's a little weird that people scare themselves for fun. You know, why do they do that? And that sort of led me to, to where I'm at now and studying that and trying to understand why do people scare themselves for fun and, and can they get some benefits from it? Halloween is a multi-billion pound industry worldwide. True crime has exploded in recent years. Just look at the success of many podcasts, documentaries and TV dramas of this genre, like Netflix's monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story. I caught you for what? But what exactly is it about horror that pulls us in? And just how does it affect us? I'm Rochelle Travers and this is the Evening Standards Tech and Science Daily. This is the science of fear. So when I think about morbid curiosity, uh, I think about it as interest in gathering information about threat or a motivation to gather information about threats. And that could be real threats, like let's say something on the news, Uh, Or it could be fictional threats like horror movies or true crime podcasts. With morbid curiosity, often it spikes when we feel safe, but we can find information about a threat. And so with humans, we're often very morbidly curious because we create fictional situations where there are threats, but there's no consequence to interacting with it. So I don't want to go out into the real world and try to figure out who's a serial killer, but I might listen to a true crime podcast in order to learn about them or watch a true crime a documentary series about them because I'm at home and very safe, uh, but I'm still learning this really valuable information about potentially dangerous people. I think with 
with horror movies, you know, you might question, well, why would we be curious then about something that presumably doesn't exist? And I think the answer there is that these monsters like vampires or zombies or other kinds of things trigger the same parts of our brain that deal with dangerous people or dangerous predators. And they sort of almost fool us into paying attention because we believe it's an important threat to learn about. So we're curious about predators and and dangerous disasters, and especially, I think, uh, potentially dangerous people. And I think that's why true crime is such a popular genre. Horror films are currently having a resurgence. The genre is doing better at the box office the past two years than it ever has in history. Just look at The Terrifier 2. What, did you think he was going to hack me up into little pieces or something? Despite having no well-known actors featured and being extremely low budget, the movie about a deranged killer clown has become a surprise global box office sensation. Even with the many reports, it makes viewers vomit and faint when watching. But what does it say about someone if they watch things of this nature voluntarily and actually want to feel this way? One misconception that people have about horror fans is that they are unempathetic or uncompassionate. And, and I sort of get the intuition here, right? Like if someone is willing to watch a movie with so much violence and pain and suffering, then they must be a bit lower in, let's say, like empathy or compassion. However, if you actually do this research with horror fans, you find that they score just as high on measures of empathy, both behaviorally and sort of the psychometrics or, or you know, surveys, that they score just as high on empathy and compassion as non-horror fans. And in fact, in some aspects, they score a bit higher. So horror fans uh, are a bit better at perspective taking than non-horror fans. Let's go to the ads. Whilst you're here, why not give us a rate and follow? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. There are some recurring features of horror monsters. One of those recurring features is that horror monsters almost always use a weapon that is sharp. It emulates the tools and weapons that predators historically and prehistorically used to uh, capture their prey. So predators, for mammals anyway, they almost always have sharp teeth and or sharp claws. And so what you find in horror movies is that whether it's uh, you know, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a chainsaw, or Michael Myers with his knife, or Jason with the machete, or, or Victor Crowley with an axe. What you find is that all of these horror monsters uh, have either sharp teeth and sharp claws themselves, like werewolves in Dracula, or they have tools or weapons that emulate uh, sharp teeth and sharp claws, like knives or swords or other kinds of sharp weaponry. 
And so I would say that's one very recurring theme when it comes to horror, is that the monsters almost always emulate the weapons that predators have, which are uh, sharp objects. As Colton's an expert, we had to know what movie he watches when he fancies appealing to his morbid curiosity. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It really incorporates elements of the supernatural, but also some body disgust elements and also some dangerous people or violence into it. And there's also kind of this air of mystery throughout it. And so it does a really good job of tapping into each of those domains of, of morbid curiosity. Subject is in her mid to late 20s. Hair brown. Blood warning now. Eyes gray. Um, I think zombie movies in general and zombie TV shows are really good at this because zombies also tap into multiple dimensions of morbid curiosity. You know, they tap into the fear of infection because the zombie is spreading an infection. They tap into the fear of predators because the zombie is trying to literally eat you. So with all these gruesome themes and the physical effects they can have on us, is horror bad for us? The stereotype is that the horror genre probably does have a negative effect on and, and of course, a lot of research that I've done and, and some of my colleagues have done have dispelled some of those misconceptions. You know, honestly, to my knowledge, there probably aren't a lot of negative health or mental health benefits to horror. I would say, you know, one potential problem might be that if you watch something that's too scary, like maybe you're a little too young and you watch something that is you know, really too scary for you, it might kind of cause a little bit of lingering anxiety. It might cause you to have some nightmares, but those are really short-lived. To my knowledge, there don't seem to be any long-term consequences to, let's say, being a horror fan or being morbidly curious. I think horror can be beneficial. I don't know if I would call it healthy per se. I mean, maybe in some cases, but I would say that it can be beneficial uh, and it can be beneficial to your, your mental health, I think. And there are tons of horror fans who talk about how horror helps them work through difficult feelings of anxiety or depression or other kinds of just difficult life circumstances. I think particularly with anxiety, there seems to be quite a bit of evidence from horror fans themselves, but also a little bit of theoretical and empirical evidence that experiencing something scary in a safe setting can help you learn how to navigate feelings of anxiety and sort of learn tools for dealing with anxiety. So I think it can be, horror can be beneficial to you. And that's it for this special episode of Tech and Science Daily. We'll be back tomorrow at 1pm. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.